0: Listening to the Paper Cuts podcast, issue forty-six. I am your host Dan Ryan, and with me this week are Evan Goldstein, Good morning, and Dean Defalco. Aliens,
1: aliens, man! Warning, warning! This episode is about to go terribly off track. In three, two, one. Hey, I love that guy. We all wish we could have hair like him.
2: (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) I. I feel like that is the only show on the History Channel And it's oddly not history. (laughs) I know. It might be history, but every time I turn it on, it used to be Hitler, and now it's this guy. Well, uh, okay. all
2: right. I don't have a retort for that, but uh, <laughs> didn't didn't they do something also where it's it's they have like mermaids are real and stuff, and they play it off like it's a real thing? No, I thought that was Discovery. I, I don't fucking know anymore. Why the hell are they doing these things? Stop lying to people. You guys are supposed to be informational channels. You're not supposed to be like, haha, we fucked with you. Now you guys think mermaids are real because we had all these fucking fake actor scientists telling you that they were. And we played it off like a real show. You know Discovery Channel? Fuck you. That's not cool.
1: And this episode brought to you by (laughs) the Discovery Channel.
0: Shark Week, bitches. Shark Week.
2: Whatever happened to Learning Channel where they did stuff with learning? Did, are they still called the, <laughs> the learning channel anymore or are they just called TLC? No, it's TLC? just TLC. Tables, ladders, <laughs> and chairs. They did stuff Tables, with ladders, learning. Tables, ladders, and chairs and,
0: and honey boo boo and
2: like, exactly. 18 like, what kids and
0: molestation.
2: I, I remember when I was a kid, that was about actual educational programming. And they had cartoons that taught you things and shows that taught you things. Now it's like there's tiny people having babies and fucking- Oh, uh, and they had that that show where like you would go to your
0: neighbor's house and redecorate.
2: Yeah, that, okay, cool. What was that one? I... Holy
1: shit. We have made it, what, 42 <laughs> seconds in and this is a complete train wreck?
2: Actually, three minutes. We made it three minutes. Oh, no, I was recording before this. You're probably right, 42
0: seconds. It's all right. This is all for the stinger at the end.
2: <laughs> pew, pew!
0: <laughs> where people just keep listening after the end credits have rolled and go, what? why the fuck are they talking about TLC and Discovery Channel? I'm partial to DIY myself. You know. <laughs> DIY networks, high quality programming. Anyway, I don't have a segue from any of this. No, I do. <laughs> DIY. We met lots of people DIYing their own comics at last week's Garden State Comic Fest. That's Dude, a terrible segue. sick segue. Wow. Wow. Sick. No, that's terrible. <laughs> But since the convention season, for us anyway, is over, we are back to normal. If you listened last week, you heard our paper cuts, paper hunt for 2015, which uh, I didn't win again uh, because Chris continues to. Buy really creepy things that are probably going to give him hepatitis.
1: I don't think he buys them at the shows. I think he hunts because, like, they are really extremely creepy things.
0: I think he just brings them from home. Right. That's my point. This is all stuff that he already owns. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Chris is creepy. On that note, we read a bunch of comics this week. It was, uh, I don't know about you guys, but it was a pretty light week for me. A lot of stuff came out. And uh, I had fallen behind on a couple of books, so some things came out, and I was like, ooh, I want to read that, but I'm like, three issues behind it. Ooh, I want to read that, but I'm like, four issues behind on that. So,
1: (sighs) yeah, such
0: is life. I know, it's been a busy couple of weeks. What are you going to do? Dean, I know that you caught yourself up on a crossover that I believe the critics are calling the greatest thing in the history of ever. Are they right? Make it stop!
2: <laughs> so they're not right? Have alright, seriously, has anyone been saying that? No, no. just me few okay, seconds ago. Good. Making sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, Worlds Collide has been something, but it's it's definitely petering out like it was all good and like concept, you know, having all these different characters all in one universe, uh, fighting for the greater good. However, when you have, uh, let me see if I remember them all. Um, there was Alex Kidd, there was Golden Axe, there was uh, Beautiful Joe, Street Fighter, of course. Um, oh, God. Okami, um, Billy Hatcher, and. Billy uh, Hatcher and yeah. his
0: giant egg?
2: Yeah. Um, Son of a beast. Did I say Monster Hunter? No. No. And Monster Hunter. Uh, so that's close to all of them. I might be missing one or two. I'm sorry if I did. If, uh, Resident if I, Evil? No? No, 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 Resident Evil. If I did leave it in the show notes, uh, you know, I, I could have fucked up. But, uh, yeah, it's it, like I said, some of those are really cool. Beautiful Joe is cool. Street Fighter, of course, was the first one to be, like, shown off as the Heroes Arriving type deal. And it was cool because it was Ryu, Chun-Li, Ken, and Guile. And, man, gotta say... There's nothing more satisfying than Guile suplexing a fucking robot. Best thing I've ever seen. Um, as
0: soon as he showed up in the comic book, did you hear the do 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 do
2: You're goddamn right I did, man. Who the fuck would do do
0: do 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, so I I mean that was really cool. And then, you know, they, they kept doing it. The Monster Hunter one was actually really cool too, because they didn't recruit a hunter, they recruited a gigantic, like 80 foot tall dragon that ended up eating uh, two of the robots and it was gonna eat uh, I think it was Mega Man X and Sticks, but good old Sticks the Badger saving the day (laughs) fucking she says iggity biggity boogity bot and the dragon's like oh okay we're cool now And puts his head down and she pets it and Mega Man X is like what'd you say (laughs) iggity biggity boogity bop oh no i i'm am, i'm am a hundred percent serious, like uh sonic boom i wanna say uh ten it, that happens that's that's something that she <laughs> says it's
0: a thing that happens,
2: yeah no, I'm not making that up however, uh for your viewing pleasure, I just sent you something on Facebook that happened if uh you get a chance, and okay. then that also happened, so I was pretty uh, happy. Let me let me let me know when you guys got that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty
2: damn so, good, uh, we're, right?
1: We're looking at we're <sighs> looking at a picture. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, that that always works so well on the audio platform, but well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean
2: for for your own selves, I'll I'll put links on uh the the uh show notes. But yeah, I mean Kyle that...
0: doesn't look happy.
2: No. What? Go new team sticks. Yeah, and Yo, I, I mean, Guile, he he wants to go home and be a family man. Now he has a gigantic badger with pom-poms cheering on top of him. <sighs> also, um, things are really proportionally out of whack because Mega Man X is only, like, four feet tall. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird seeing him compared to, uh, like... Uh, Guile and Ryu and all them because that means everyone in their universe are very tiny and it's kind (laughs) of weird and I don't know how I feel
0: about that.
1: Every, so like, you'd be going this entire time
2: without any proportional reference? No, yeah, because then they just show up and they're all fucking tall. And I'm like, what just happened? Um, there's also some fourth wall stuff with Beautiful Joe, which is really cool. But I, I read three issues back to back to back, and they're all just sort of bleeding together. I don't know what's Mega Man, what's Sonic, what's Sonic Boom. It's it's all the same so, stuff. Uh, Sonic Boom was the terrible one, just yeah, well, I, well Sonic <laughs> Boom was actually the one that um, the Street Fighter characters got introduced in. Which oh, that I, makes me sad. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to, like, push this book a little more. And maybe that's why they're giving it some of the bigger things. Because Mega Man's going on hiatus, but Sonic Boom isn't. so yeah, They should yeah, be pushing
0: thing. that book off a cliff.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's what they should be. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just... Why throw the rest of the characters? And like, Golden Axe was kind of cool, but it it uh, why you know Billy Hatcher? No, I, no one wanted
0: I, that. I really like how you're just saying the name of the franchise as opposed to the characters.
2: Well, because, because I don't I fucking imagine know people- any of the characters. <laughs>
0: So people who are listening to this, like the blonde guy with the axe shows up and they're like, oh, it's Gold Max. That's that guy's name. It's like uh, Bruce Willis, you know, when he plays the character Die Hard. Okay. All movies. right.
2: <laughs> N- name me the character from Billy Hatcher, Dan, please. Billy Hatcher. What are the rest of them? It doesn't matter. Well, no, a it does a because they're costume. all there. All five well, I of them didn't read the are book. there. Oh, well, I did, and that's why I'm saying Billy Hatcher because the entire cast shows up. It's not one fucking person. It's all. Well, of them. I
1: did, and I'm very angry about it.
2: <laughs> it's just funny. It's, it's, it's just, okay. Well, and then you know what the fuck it, they. They give a little nameplate to the fucking dragon in Monster Hunter, like Elder Dragon Marmoset or Marmaroo or whatever. Marmaduke. 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 Elder Dragon Marmaduke. <laughs> and I, whatever, man. You know, just I, I don't care. The dragon ate some robots. It was cool. And then she pets it, and I'm like, that wasn't cool. That was the opposite of cool.
1: What a roller coaster of emotion for you.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's something. <laughs> So it's been a lot of highs, a lot of lows. It's been a long week, guys. Yeah, could do. Uh, you know. So again, if you guys are already reading it, follow it through. It's it's not getting worse. It's just <laughs> what a raving review. I, cause you know what? Like I had to read three of these in a row this uh, uh this morning, and I wasn't excited about it. I was more excited about turtles, to be honest, than I was with fucking Sonic because it's. It's too many characters. You can't... There's no plot development going on because you're trying to introduce, like... I, I literally read three stories worth of introductions. That was the three comics that I read was just them introducing more characters again and again and again. Yeah, another one. Knights. Knights was in there. Um, I, I don't know if that that's actually the character's name, but the little clown with the, the jester oh, hat. Oh, like Knights in the Dreams? Yeah, yeah. Um... And it was weird. Oh, Bison shows up. That was actually the coolest thing that I've seen. Oh, and um, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Arthur shows up. Uh, he's about to kill Astaroth, uh, the, the big bad guy. And uh, Astaroth sends forth uh, Firebrand, his his like second-in-command. And they're about to fight. And all of a sudden, they stop fighting because...
0: Sorry, trying to bring up information. We're talking about Geico.
2: Okay. Good night. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> him here. Arthur shows up. So Arthur shows up. Thank you. Uh, so uh, Arthur and Firebrand are about to fight and everything, and all of a sudden they just stop mid-fight because two of these robot bosses show up in the back of them, and they're lugging this huge, um, what do they call it, like unity generator thing that's going to bring all the planets together and give Sigma more power. And, um, Arthur thinks they're for him for backup, so he's like, Noble Knight, help me defeat the Firebrand! And they just look at him, and they clonk him on the head, and it makes all his armor fall off, and then, I I forget who it is, I think it's, like, Tails or someone comes in and punches one of the robots in the face, and then Firebrand and Astaroth get all pissed off, and they're like, this Sigma person's unacceptable! Firebrand, go help Arthur, and... Kill bad guys. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of cool. The bad guys want to get rid of the big bad guy. So that sort of neat, stuff like that. I enjoyed the Arthur thing a little bit. It was qu- quirky. Um, And Bison was cool. Bison was just a complete badass. He literally, like, zoomed up to one of the dudes, like, blew off a hit like it was nothing from one of the robots, grabbed him by the neck, made him tell him who the Sigma person was, and then literally crushed his throat with his bare hands because he's fucking bison. Yeah, so that was cool. But again, too many characters. Like, I get it. It's worlds collide, a lot of worlds colliding, but I could have done with just the Mega Man X characters and maybe Street Fighter. You didn't have to throw in Billy Hatcher. Could have probably done without knights. Um, Alex kid's cool, but does it really fit into that universe? No, it doesn't. So, yeah, that's... If you're gonna keep, if if you're already in it, finish it up. I'm hoping it'll have a very like great ending to it, or like big battle scene at the end that'll like be four pages long, and you're gonna have to fold it out like 18 times to get the full <laughs> brevity of it. But we'll see where it goes. I, uh, it's been rough. It's really been rough. Uh, this is, uh, God, uh, Dan. What what was the fucking DC uh, shithole you were reading?
1: Convergence. Oh, convergence. Yeah, it's convergence yeah.
2: levels of like clusterfuck right now. So I'm hoping they could just tie it back in because it started out good, and then they just sort of lost it. So we'll see what happens. Um, I also read. It, it
0: almost sounds like there, and and I say this in all seriousness. It almost sounds like there's not enough books.
2: No, there's not enough the books. Story. No, there's there's not because the next Mega Man is the one that's gonna end it. So you have yeah, three like more there, books.
0: Yeah, there's just there's just not enough, and that's not something that you wow, usually did, hear with yeah, a crossover. Would,
1: would you, did you ever think you would ever say that phrase when discussing no. a crossover?
0: No. Usually it's like, oh my god, there's like 900 issues every week, <laughs> and I can't. There's just not enough time to read, but but Dean's right. I mean, you're pulling up characters like Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd hasn't had a game since the Sega Genesis. Like, nobody cares or remembers. Like, and the games weren't even that great to begin with. Like, there... They were fine, but Billy Hatcher had one game on the GameCube, and Monster Hunter is popular, but is not hugely so, and there's just, that's just this... too many characters.
1: Is this some sort of plan to, like, start books for these characters? No, that they're...
2: to be honest, I really don't think so. Uh, I don't think they're adding to the list, and nor has it been announced, and they're not building on the characters or even really showing any personality. They're just throwing them into the book because I think they have the Capcom license, and they can. Capcom and Sega, rather. So th- I, I guess this is Archie's idea of it being cool, but it's not. It's the opposite of cool. cool. Well, maybe Archie
0: should listen to our episodes where we discuss what video games we would like to see as comic books. I thought they were cool. some pretty good ideas. I, yeah, I yes.
2: I'm still down for Frank Miller's Dig Dug if uh, they ever want to pick that up.
0: <laughs> well, and the only one that actually really would work is a comic book out of I mean, I suppose you could argue Alex Kidd, but there's really no point in telling that story, but Beautiful Joe would make a cool comic. There's a lot of material there that you could work with. It would be sort of like a, a family-friendly Deadpool, if that makes sense. With, the,
2: with the wall breaking and whatnot. That's what I was gonna say. They, the like five frames that they were in, they they oozed Deadpool. They they just oozed it, breaking the fourth wall every chance they could. They have a um, cream for that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course they do. Um, but yeah, you know, it, 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 it's cool seeing all these characters, but when you're introducing them so quick and you're not giving them any time to settle in or really give them any personality, what are you doing? Like, what's, what's the point?
0: And how could they leave out Vector Man? God damn it, <laughs> Sega.
2: Vector Man might be one of those, like, lost properties. I don't know if Sega even owns that. Or Toe Jam and own.
1: Uh,
0: Come on now.
2: That's a good question. I told you, Evan Earl should have their own damn comic, man. That'd be awesome. Did we say that? I we did. I did. did, we, yeah. I did. Yeah.
1: Oh, you did.
0: That's right. Yeah, I did. That's what I'm saying. They should listen.
2: All right. So, worlds
0: collide. If you're in it, just deal with it until it's over. <laughs> much less marriage. Shut up and Suck sounds. it up. Um, I'm right there
2: with you guys. So you know, do your best. I'll um, you know, if if you need a shoulder to cry on, shoot me an email. I'll I'll complain <laughs> about the book with you guys.
0: You do. You sound like an old married couple who's just staying together for the kids. <laughs> Once they go off to college, though, we're done. Fuck it. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Turtles. Turtles Any was great? better. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, turtles was good, man. I didn't think it was bad last time. Uh, just a bit rushed, and uh, now it's it's definitely slowed down, uh, pacing wise, and it seems to be a bit more uh, posturing for what's going to be coming because I think the big. Uh, coming to a head is issue 50, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, this is definitely certainly coming to a head. Um, a lot of stuff going <laughs> on. Where we left off, it was the fly bots uh, with Stockman controlling them trying to get at the turtles, and they were literally right on top of them. And there's an entire army of these things, like swarms of these flybots. And the flybots are big. They're like three or four feet tall, each one. So swarms... It's kind of Way a big too deal. big for a fly. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> a, a swarm of them is, is kind of scary. But the turtles end up fighting them off for as long as they can. Um, they're worried about Donnie uh, being there because his body's just sort of sitting there. So they're trying to fight this all off, um, and they keep saying kill the rat. So their idea is for Raph and Splinter to get away. While Leonardo and Michelangelo clean up the stragglers, while the rest of them are chasing Splinter and Raph. Excuse me for one second. <coughs> uh, sorry, getting over the con virus. Mm. Um. Anyway, they have a cream for that too. I know. I know. I need to pick that up. <laughs> but yeah. Um. It, it's it's interesting. You know. Um. It it ends up flashing over to Shredder while the turtles and everything are fighting. And he's talking to Kitsune and she's like, you know, why have you really invited this outsider uh, to do plans like these, these plans with us? And Shredder says that he's invited. That's his title. He's nothing more than that. And when we don't need him anymore, he's done. And she says, when is that going to be? And he says, when the turtles are no more and that rat is gone. So... Fast forward, turtles are still fighting the rats. Uh, tur- turtles are still fighting the flybots. And it's it's getting kind of serious because they just keep pouring in. So uh, Leo and Mike uh, end up meeting up with Splinter and Raph again. They try getting away. They go through the sewers to get up into the, the Bay Area. And they end up running into even more of these fucking things. They're tracking them pretty hardcore. Wh- Stockman? What, what's we'll the
1: name of the robot
2: turtle? Uh, Metalhead. Metalhead, thank
1: you. Right, right, okay.
2: <coughs>
0: um, well, spoilers, Donatello now.
2: Yeah, Donatello. Uh, Donnie Ooh. ends up showing up at some point and sort of saving the day, and that's how they make it into the bay with Splinter. Uh, he turns into a turtle boat.
1: It's a jet ski. That's literally what I was going to talk about. Yeah, that's why I was asking the question. It's kind of
2: cool. Um, pretty neat. I didn't know Donnie could turn into things, so that was pretty pretty neat. Um, again, I believe
0: that's called a deus ex machina. It's like the rat can't swim. So
2: metalhead turns into a boat next. Yes, it's perfect. (laughs) Um, but they end up getting onto the bridge, which this is sort of like, um, reminding me of the turtles in time game where you fight stockman, uh, Mm -hmm. on the bridge as like the fly. And I kind of hope he turns into a fly and then they meet him on the bridge, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, but, yeah, it, what ends up happening is these turtles are in serious trouble. Uh, they call for backup. Nobody who is Angel in the um, the, the crazy mech suit shows up with Alloplex and uh, metal there. Uh, Metalhead's there with the rest of the turtles and Splinter, and they form a, and I'm using quotes for this, defensive circle.
0: And yeah, I don't think Splinter said that enough in this issue. He
2: only said it like five or six times, no big deal. A Lot
0: for 20 pages.
2: Um, but yeah, like,
0: almost in my mind reading it, it it sounded like by the by the last time he said it, he just sounded like an old beaten, like guys, come on, defensive circle. Do it. Fuck. I've said it like five times. Yes. My sons God. again, defensive come circle. Come on.
2: For fuck's um, sake, how many times do I have to say it? Yeah, it it, it got a little excessive. Like, they did use the word a lot, and it's not, like, catchy or anything. It's not like it's called, like, the shell hammer or something cool. (laughs) So, (laughs) Quick, the shell hammer. Exactly, that sounds fucking awesome. (laughs) That does sound awesome. Uh, Well,
0: it's like in 300, they used the term phalanx, like, I don't know, 300 times? I think that's why the movie was called 300. Like, they said it over and over again, but at least it's a somewhat interesting word. Yeah. Defensive circle is like uh, it was a little silly. Very and rudimentary. It was in, but it, it was in quotes and like bold every time.
2: Yeah, like we didn't know, you know, <laughs> I, what it was. I
0: get it. It's important.
2: So it ends up becoming a showdown <laughs> between what seems like hundreds and hundreds of these fly bots and six characters? Yeah. No, uh, seven. Uh because Splinter and Four Turtles and the other two. So um, yeah, it ge- It gets, uh, it gets kind of, um, scary at the end, because the last scene is waves and waves of these flybots bearing down on these seven, uh, heroes, so we're left waiting to see what happens, but, I mean, Ninja Turtles has been doing a pretty good job with giving you these these sort of cliffhangers and making you wait and look forward to seeing what happens, and I am looking forward to seeing what happens. Like, I, I want to see if anyone gets hurt, and apparently no one's off-limits because Donnie did get pretty fucked up. I mean, he's in a robot suit right now, so anything can happen to anyone.
1: They they should be fine. I, I mean, on the last page, they are in a defensive circle, so... <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. I mean, they should be fine.
2: I,
0: I started reading this book... Um, with the uh, the issue where Donnie gets his shell cracked and, you know, like, oh, my God, they killed Donatello. It was like, oh, fuck, all right, I have to read that then. Um, <laughs> I got to read good, that then. Don't sound yes. too excited,
1: Dan.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's a good book, but they're losing me. Like, it has taken so long to get anywhere. Since Donatello's shell has been cracked,
2: it's definitely slowed down a lot. And I th- like that. That was like five issues ago. Yeah, I think they're sort of preparing for what's going to happen after fifty because they made fifty seem like a big ending point, and after that's going to start an entirely new thing. So I think they're yeah. trying to wrap up a lot of the ex- extraneous stuff going on, like uh, April Casey, Mutanimals, all that stuff. Get that out of the way, and then once fifty hits. They're going to start with something entirely new, which would be cool because I don't know what that's going to be. I mean, they they went through Krang, they did the whole uh entering Earth type thing with the dimensions and all that. We have Shredder already. Uh Stockman's been introduced. Uh so I don't know what's going to come out. I mean, they did an episode uh, an issue with the Rat King too, so I I'm down to see where it goes after 50. I don't know where. Yeah, and that's that's the thing like I'm excited to
0: see where it goes but it it's certainly taken its sweet ass time getting
2: there. Yeah, you know, I I again I think they might have ran out of steam with the story and they're just yeah. sort of, you know, working their way up to the last issue because it could end at any time to be honest. There's not really much stopping it from doing that. So, uh this was 48 Yeah. Okay, so we got two more issues. So it seems like it's probably just going to speed ahead the next two issues. Uh, There's also some stuff that went on with uh, Hun. Uh, Last time we saw him, he was arrested, getting carted away. Uh, Hob actually breaks him out, which is weird because Hob was fighting against him last time. So kind of wonder what's going on there. Maybe that has something to do with what could happen in the future. Yeah. hob and hun teaming up would be kind of cool especially if hun maybe turned into more of a mutant that would be pretty neat so we'll see what happens um i'm looking forward to it again it i understand where you're coming from dan it's been pretty slow but it definitely isn't all that slow where i um, disinterested and i think most turtle fans will get it will at least enjoy this
0: yeah i, I would agree like I, i'm i don't want it to sound like i'm i'm giving up on the book but it's they're starting to lose me, and if it were if it were too many more issues of just wheel spinning um which i I hope is not the case i like I would be out like right now I'm still in I'm excited to see where it goes um it just needs to get there it's you, you know like the the one the major issue that I had with um with number forty eight in particular was donatello teleporting his body out of the lair it was like all right why didn't you do that four issues ago like you're in this robot body and your body your your real body is just there and you can't work on it you can't repair it and you got people sitting around to protect it and uh you could have just teleported it at any time that seems like a thing you should have done earlier
2: probably i just you know again but that's just you know because comic books you know well yeah why no, sure. because comic books um getting away from turtles just real quick uh powers came out new uh new series i didn't read it because you have to read the old stuff to know what's going on in the new book because it seems like a continuation so uh-huh. read it uh I, I powers is awesome and it's the same team with the story. It's uh Bendis and uh Michael Avon Oming. Yeah. So yeah, um check it out. It I'm sure it's just as great as it was the last few uh stories that they did. So give that a look. Also, I started reading Dragon Ball, not exactly standard comic fair, but I don't know, manga falls into comic territory a little bit. And it's it's a beloved series. Uh, it's fun. I never read Dragon Ball, so... Yeah, I mean, if, if you like anime and stuff and you kind of want, like, Goku before he's all big and a bad father and stuff, check this out. <laughs> it's actually really funny and, uh... Not for young audiences, though. Not at all. Definitely not. Japan has a very fucked-up sense of humor. It's awesome, <laughs> but not for kids. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, uh, d- check that out if you find it like in a store or something. It comes in, I think, three volumes you could buy it in. Really cool stuff. I, I enjoy it a lot. Shows uh, like uh, where Chi-Chi comes from, her dad, why he's so big and everything. Gives you a lot of background for what's going on in Dragon Ball Z, which is what most people have seen. So uh, it's kind of a is cool it- history lesson.
0: Is it a reprint of the original manga stuff that was put out, or is it new?
2: No, 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 reprint. Okay. I just right. I uh, you know what? They're so cheap now. I got this for twelve dollars on Amazon. The the um entire first volume, which has to be yeah. at like four or five hundred pages, and plenty worth it for me. I mean the you know the page is a little thin, but just you know be careful and nothing's gonna happen to it. Just you know,
0: don't turn it like an asshole. Yeah, pretty
2: much. <laughs> don't turn it like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, this episode brought to you by My Giant Life on TLC Tuesdays at ten o'clock. <laughs> See women over six feet tall struggle with everyday tasks like dating and gro- going to the grocery store.
1: Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's have actually you, a real thing. Have you yeah, seen not... the other the other end of that spectrum with the little people? The like no, the, I. It's a it's a it's a little people like housewives of you know New York LA type of show, but it's all little women. Oh, God, is it is it the real Housewives of the Shire? <laughs> okay. So, what did you read?
2: <laughs> oh, God.
0: That was offensive. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean any offense. They're all just jokes, people. Get over it. Like the Cosby women. Anyway. Um, fuck. You got to take that out. Sorry. So... All right. What do you read? <laughs> <laughs> I read a couple books this week. Um, Batgirl 42, which uh, I've really been loving this uh, this Batgirl book. It's It's been really, really high quality since the new team took over Stuart, Fletcher, and Tar, um, since the three of them kind of took over and, and took Batgirl into a completely new direction. And last issue, we got the first showdown between Barbara Gordon and her dad uh in the Batman suit. Her dad not knowing that Barbara is Batgirl, but Batgirl knowing obviously that her dad is Batman. Bat Dad. <clears throat> Bat Dad. Yeah. Unlike the YouTube videos. Um
1: which are phenomenal.
0: Which are hilarious. This uh this issue um we get to see kind of for the first time um at least that I've noticed it that in the the faceplate of the new Batman costume. There's the little Batman eyes are still there. The the triangular white eyes are there and kind of staring at her somewhat creepily. It looks I don't know if it looks better or worse um than without them, but they're there. It starts off with them having a conversation of, you know, Batman saying like, you've got five seconds to do something about this live wire person or to get out of here. You better figure out something. And uh, Batman, you know, so Batgirl races off, Batman charges after her, and he steps out of the suit. And it's the first time, because ha- I'm a few issues behind on the regular Batman book, so it's the first time that I've seen him outside of the suit, but still wearing a Batman suit underneath. It's kind of like an all-black military suit with a, a yellow bat symbol on it. But they have a little bit of a conversation, and he says, look, you know, that." My my sensors are off right now. My recording is off right now. Nobody's going to know I'm talking to you. They want me to bring in every superhero. They want me to bring in everybody that's been associated with the former Batman. Get the hell out of here and lay low. Because if you're out and about and running amok, I've got to bring you in. That's my job. So she kind of runs away. We get some backstory on this Live Wire person that they've been fighting for the last couple of issues. There's a nice little nod. Uh, Frankie, who is uh, Barbara Gordon's kind of like micro from The Punisher. Like, she kind of helps her out, like, remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, She is talking about how this girl used to do YouTube videos on, like, different pranks and stuff like that, and her name was Leslie Willis. That's the person who's Livewire. And there's... a a little video being shown of her with a, uh, like a device that's going to knock out the power and whatever. And that's the event that eventually turns her into live wire. And there's just a cute little thing of like, you know, it sucks that this happened because her pranks were, were kind of funny and they were obnoxious, but you know, she did some makeup tutorials as well, which were pretty cool. And it was just kinda, kind of, kind of a, a nice recognition of kind of what modern, culture is, which is kind of somewhat ignored in comic books. You know, you have these YouTube celebrities and whatnot, kind of like the Ring the Bell guys. I mean, they're obviously YouTube celebrities. So, like, if they were to become supervillains, this would be a similar sort of thing.
1: (laughs) They're celebrities, right? (laughs) No, I'm just thinking of them as (laughs) supervillains. Yeah, that would be... the, The whole... I mean, the art style, back and forth between... I guess the action and uh, it's slight slight changes but like there's definitely a different feel in the art because like when they're you know just when they're sitting there looking at the YouTube videos the art style itself feels lighter and then we go back it does and we go back over to you know the confrontation between you know her and bats or her and you know static shock girl <laughs> um, live wire oh that's it live wire it, it feels grimmer like more that's a little
0: sketchier. Yeah. Like it's a, the arts gets a little sketchier. The coloring gets a little, a little bit more washed out. And, and that's where we go with this. I mean, obviously the, you know, it's a comic book. So there's going to be a fight. Batgirl goes and, and stops to see this guy and, and picks up a device that will help her defeat live wire. And Batman shows up and the fight scenes are really good. Like the action from panel to panel is really good. Uh, LiveWire points out a flaw in the new Batman suit of like, hey, electricity could shut this whole fucking thing down, which it does. Batgirl swoops in to, to kick ass. Um, you know, she she talks to Batman again, says, you know, I can help, I can I can take care of, of her. She pulls out this device that she got that traps electrical energy, um, captures live wire, gives her to Batman. Batman basically says, you know, like Get the hell out of here, I'm gonna take this person, um, put her back in jail, and and that's gonna be that. So the artwork is like you said, it's it's so it's so solid from from panel to panel. And whether it's just looking at YouTube videos or fight scenes, it is just as dynamic and interesting to look at the whole time. Like I, I really do love this book. I, I think it's really, really great. They're doing a really good job of of giving Barbara Gordon an identity on her own, it's it's not just like oh this is Girl Batman, so we'll we'll just tell Batman stories, but with a girl. You know they're giving mm-hmm. her her own world in college and whatever. And the book ends with uh, with her friend Alyssa showing up, and she's going to get married. She's gotten engaged to her girlfriend, and Barbara Gordon is going to be the maid of honor, which I'm sure will go off without a hitch and there won't be any problems
1: absolutely
2: bat dad shows up bat dad (laughs) i do like the the little the
1: little nod to the fact that you know gordon is still learning how to be batman where she's like this is the part where you're supposed to vanish on me yeah Yeah, i i giggled i'm I'm sorry i got a little a a little tickle on the inside i'm like oh that is cute
0: (laughs) yeah no the dialogue is really well written it's a fun book um I I really can't recommend this book high, highly enough, man. It's, it's super solid, and it seems like the next issue will be a decent jumping-on point for people who haven't read before. Uh, there's definitely something going on with this Alyssa girl who shows up here at the end because they spend a little bit too much time focusing on the ring that she is wearing. It is glowing a little bit too... Uh, <laughs> brilliantly for a regular diamond. Is so glowing I'm sure green? Something.
1: Mm.
0: No, Aww. it's not. But unless they are giving a complete and total red herring like Doctor Who did at the end of uh, season four with the ring and Donna and all that good stuff for any of you who remember that, yeah. uh, which I, I don't think they are. This will end up being a thing. It's It's just glowing a little bit too brightly for it to be a regular ring. I don't think it's a Green Lantern thing or anything like that, but but we'll see. So, Batgirl 42, really awesome. I, I highly, highly recommend it. I also read Turtles. We talked about that. Um, I read... I'm starting to read, and I'll, I'll have more to talk about next week with the... Uh, now that the whole crossover is done, the Combiner Wars and Transformers. Just as a, a brief little... Uh, blurb about it there is a new combiner in the universe of the transformers so much like devastator which is all the constructicons formed together or the the i can't remember the name off the top of my head now but like the planes that would form into a giant robot it's all the robots that form into a bigger robot those are the combiners there is a new one in the universe and there's a big crossover that happened with that Mm. it's really awesome so far especially if you are a fan of like 1980s Gen One Transformers, like I was, um, <laughs> the old just, metal ones, nice. Oh God, yeah, <clears throat> ones that like you would transform Optimus Prime and he would cut your fingertips off. Well, yeah, and, that know, was Megatron.
1: Awesome. Megatron was a Nazi handgun.
0: <laughs> he really was. That's so so crazy. He was never a tank, kids. He was a Nazi pistol. He was anyway, a bigger Yeah, yeah, he really was. It was fucking insane. But um yeah like it it hits that nostalgia spot just I I mean it just square in the in the nostalgia man and it's it's really good but we'll talk more about that next week. I did read a Secret Wars book though. Um the one that I think has been the best so far of all the miscellaneous tie-ins has been the Thors book. Mostly because Jason Aaron is continuing to write it and that guy can't write bad comics Even if they're things I don't like like Southern Bastards. I understand that lots of people love that book, but it's not really for me But it's really high quality Uh, This one here Thor's the subtitle of the book is the Jane Foster murders It's Jason Aaron's doing the writing and Chris Sprouse and Goran Suzuka are doing the art the art in this book it, was... It, it's stunning. So good. It's so good. Like, I want this every week. It's so damn good. And it it starts off with a scene that breaks my heart. Yeah. Because mm. I love Beta Ray Bill. I love Horse Thor. And Horse <laughs> Thor is dead. And it sucks, like... You see that, and it's like, oh god damn it! And Odin is giving this really nice eulogy for Beta Ray Bill, um, Beta Ray Thor, as he's known in this universe. You get a some shots of all the different Thors, some ones that are not really Easter eggs, but ones that for longtime fans, it's like, oh, it's Thunderstrike. Why is Thunderstrike there? Nobody remembers Thunderstrike. Do they have Frog it. Thor? Yeah, oh, yeah, frog I know. Thor He's actually in,
1: in the credits at the beginning of the book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, he plays like he's on the wolf Thor's shoulder like throughout this entire issue. Um, the main crux of this issue, though, is that Beta Ray Bill has been killed and they need to find out who it was. So all of the Thors go around to all the different sections on Battle World, and, like, they round up the Hulks and they round up uh, some of the monsters. Like, there's a bunch of Morbiuses running around. There's some zombies running around. Morbisai? Yeah, 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 they Morbici <laughs> Morbici I think. Uh they round up some Ultrons. Um and eventually they come to a the Doom family, family care clinic, which sounds like a lovely place to go get some uh some medicine practiced. Anya. <laughs> uh and Ultimate Thor <clears throat> is talking to one of the nurses and you know says Jane Foster, where the hell is she? That's the the only name that they have gotten in conjunction with this crime, the murder of Beta Ray Thor, is this Jane Foster name. And they don't know what the hell it means. They can't figure it out. So they track her, or they track the name back to this clinic, and the guy is like, you know, Ultimate Thor says, where the fuck is Jane Foster? And This other nurse guy is like, dude, I don't fucking know. She's been gone for like... Six months. Her things were taken by a Thor, and Ultimate Thor is, has no idea which Thor. And the guy has kind of a funny line. He's uh, the nurse responds to the question of which Thor with, "I don't know. You all look alike to me," <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then Thor the unworthy, like our six sixteen most familiar Thor, shows up. So he doesn't have Molnir, He just has the axe. Uh, Thor the Unworthy and Ultimate Thor get into a fight A really Interesting looking fight Like the artwork was really really Just big and epic and had A really great kind of sense of motion Between panels like you could tell That this was a really big Epic fucking fight And it just it gets to the point Where they kind of Realize that they are at a stalemate And unworthy or thor the unworthy says you know the thunder sounds like it's calling for you you need to get out of here ultimate thor says who is jane foster to which he has replied with it doesn't matter they're all dead now anyway and we start to get i think a little bit of a sense of the world where the thors know that different sections of the world are comprised of the same people like i know that's a thing that we've brought up with this book before of you know, okay, so I've got Old Man Logan running around. Is there a Wolverine? Like, I've seen other things. Like, there's a bunch of different Hulks. What does all this mean? S- is someone about
2: to die? There's a creepy door noise. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was my chair. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's
0: all right. I just I thought you were I thought bad shit was going to happen. Is there
2: a 1990s um, like uh, fucking Wolverine? Like, hey bub. I think so. Bub. Like, hey bub. Well and that's the thing the the uh
0: Thor that is spelled T H R R Wolf Thor is talking to Frog Thor and they they are talking about um the Jane Fo- they found a Jane Foster in Egypt that had died 3 years previously uh from cancer then he says her DNA matches the five bodies we have in the morgue they're all Jane Fosters so they're they're kind of admitting to us that all of these people kind of exist and the Thors know that, but the different sections of the battle world don't necessarily know that yet. I don't think we've gotten there in Secret Wars so far.
2: Nope. So
0: they they just kind of go on, they, they find this doctor on the floor and they say it's, you know, it's a man, we found out who it is. Uh, it's Donald Blake, a door-to-door hammer salesman. <laughs> um, they ask Ultimate Thor like Donald Blake does that name mean anything to you he says no it doesn't but I feel like it should and then there's a little bit of a fight uh, Frog Thor and his little frog hammer uh, jump after this guy there's a guy running back and they get their first set suspect and he is laying on the ground and Ultimate Thor is holding his axe onto Loki so this is the first appearance of Loki uh, so far in Battle World, and there you go. It was a good book. Uh, it's Jason Aaron. The artwork is spectacular. The writing is spectacular. It's kind of like CSI Thor,
1: I guess. Wouldn't be That's, the best that, way yeah, to put it. It definitely feels like a, a crime procedural.
0: Yeah, it it really is. Like they really just took this idea of the Thors being cops and have treated it somewhat seriously. Which is kind of strange, but it totally works.
1: They they are doing a good job with this book. I mean, at least one of the books is sort of getting it right so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, out of all the times I've read so far, this would be the one that I I would say, if you're not going to read all of it, um, go ahead and stick with this one. The last book that I just want to touch on really quickly, uh, because I don't think we've brought it up yet on the show, is uh, The Shield book. That is coming out. It's like a different, um, a different team of heroes coming out, kind of just based around Coulson and Misty May from the show. This issue uh, has Mockingbird in it, which oh, I love Mockingbird. I don't. She's been one of my favorite characters, uh, for a long time. The old outfit was stupid. The new outfit is really cool. And this is again just kind of a a straight crime procedural, where uh, they they find this doctor that is doing some really fucked up shit. Like, he is mutating children. The book starts off with a kid uh, that his his mom is, has come to identify his body, and he has angel wings and a tattoo of angel across his stomach, and they find out that the wings were surgically grafted onto this kid, and that's how he died. He died from an infection at the... Uh, At the incision site He died from sepsis Mm -hmm. So these these kids are being surgically Upgraded and you know Coulson says some of them are being used as mercenaries Some of them are being sold uh, As sex slaves Which Knowing things about Mockingbird's past obviously sets her off And the book just kind of proceeds from there It's it's not going to have a major Impact on the overall universe They're just kind of telling these one and done Or two and done stories featuring different heroes and you know that the artwork is really really solid it's Paco Medina's artwork the the writing is Mark Wade, so you know the writing is going to be good and it's just a, a little adventure that they go on and end up saving these kids uh, they get attacked by like a gargoyle looking kid and kids with like nasty teeth and shit like the nurse that they find has big mutated teeth and whatever and Mockingbird has a uh kind of a crisis of faith as to uh, what she does. And she's like, I'm not going to beat up a bunch of kids. They've been mutated. I'm not going to do it. Give me tranquilizers so we can help these kids. And there's just a brief little fight scene. Um, They end up, obviously they end up winning and Coulson says, you know, like we're going to be able to save these kids. It's going to be fine. And it, it stopped it, the, the last couple of pages of the book. There was one girl that they couldn't get to. Uh, She was mutated with an octopus. So, like, her lower half is an octopus. And she has been given to a baron for some nefarious things to go on. And uh, he says, you know, excellent, just as I ordered. I'll have my chambers prepared immediately. Make her comfortable. And, you know, there's a little voiceover from Colson saying, like, no, we weren't able to get to her but we were able to get to the courier, the one delivering the package, and they unlock this girl, and she fucking attacks this guy. And there's just a big smile on Mockingbird's face. And that's it. So these little one-and-done stories, but are being done with a a really, really high level of quality. Because Mark Wade is the fucking man, and Paco Medina's artwork in this was really, really great. So I'd advise picking the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. book up if you're looking for something to where you don't have to have a encyclopedic knowledge of what has been going on or, you know, things from the fuck with secret wars. It feels like you need 40 years oh, worth Jesus of knowledge Christ. to go
1: into it. Sometimes 70.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is just, this is just a story, you know, which is very rare now in comics. So it's a good book. I, I suggest picking it up. Cool. 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 So that's what I got so far this week. Evan.
1: All right. What about you? All right, we're gonna do this quick, okay? Uh, I took a little break from all of the, you know, the crossovers and whatnot, and I decided to to check out the couple of annuals that came out from uh, on, the, on the DC side. Um, I got Deathstroke Annual Number One, which was great because I didn't have to read the whole story that this is coming off of. It gives you the whole, you know, the the crux of the information, and then just goes uh, it takes place on. Starts off in Paradise Island. It's it's right off of, I think it's called God Killer is the storyline running in his, his books now, where he is on a mission to kill Lepetis. I don't know. The names in these books are kind of weird. <laughs> um, he's a god. Apparently, Deathstroke accidentally released him in his fight to kill him. I don't know. But he and Wonder Woman are on Paradise Island, and they're attempting to kill this guy, and they're losing. And... This this dude sends him to hell, and they get separated, and th- there's this whole center section of the book. You know, it, it, it's, like, bookended by, like, two heavy-duty action sequences, but, like, right in the middle is this, like, emotional story for each character. Wonder Woman is dealing with this, it seems like, a, a situation that she may have... It's all fake. It's all derived by uh, this god to make them doubt themselves, where she accidentally released some sort of nuclear holocaust type thing, and now the, the Earth is in shambles, and like Superman shows up, and he's blaming her, and she's like, I didn't do this on purpose, or it wasn't my fault, blah, blah, blah. And then she realizes it's all just an illusion, and then she gets past it. And and there's a second scene where she's dealing with her mother, where her mother is like literally yelling at her how much of a disappointment she has been as as you know the goddess of war and it's it's just and she's like I, I, they this ain't real go away <laughs> snaps her fingers and everything poofs. Back off. okay now you see Wonder Woman knows how to handle her shit but apparently Deathstroke not so much. <laughs> Because his little imaginary world takes him back in time to Istanbul, where he was like one of his first missions or something, and his kids you are mean
0: there. <laughs> Istanbul, that was once Constantinople.
1: Uh, yeah, long time gone. Um, <laughs> and and oh, like the, the, the whole Sorry. his little story is about how he's missing his children, and he, he's talking with this this woman, and she's like, "Well, this is the same situation, except it's slightly different now." Your kids are here, and you can't fight the same fight, and these bad guys come in, and everybody's shooting everybody up, and all he's trying to do is to protect his kids, as opposed to taking out the mark that he was originally supposed to do in his first timeline. Um, Lefetius, Lefetius Maximusius shows up, and he's like... This is this is how it is. You, you, you're a weak man. You're an emotionally weak man, and I am going to win, and I'm going to kill you. And then, like they they just flash, and his kids are grown up. They're in this like nether black world, and the kids are literally yelling at him, saying how he has ruined their lives, kicking him like literally he's on the ground. They're beating the shit out of him, <clears throat> and Wonder Woman has to come into. Deathstroke's imaginary world and save him which <laughs> I found a little off because Deathstroke is supposed to be really badass but he was literally in the fetal position getting kicked in the in the stomach and in the back and by his children and, and once Wonder Woman shows up she's like okay this is fake we we just be strong we got this they, they make it out and and they go back into fighting like all of this rich story just to say, okay, that was enough. Go back to swing your giant god killer sword and going after the big baddie. No, no more depth. Come on. These are comic book readers. They can't handle depth. We don't want character <laughs> basis. They're not that smart. <laughs> just give them blood. And holy shit, there was a lot of blood and violence in this book. I mean, all in all it was it was it was okay. I, I haven't seen a lot of Deathstroke recently um but it, it was a, a good jumping on point I, I really it got caught got me caught up in the story and apparently it's just jumping back into the regular deathstroke cotton you know story regular issues the, the story is going to continue i think it's issue 10 9 or 10 somewhere around there not bad i mean tony daniel uh and james bonnie i think was the name uh wrote mm-hmm. it tyler kirkham did the art looked great i
0: I like Tyler Kirkham's artwork. I mean it looks beautiful. He's, he's a good artist.
1: It, it he does do violence very, very well.
0: He really does. Um well and he's a he's a former top cow guy. Right. So so there you go. Peck lots of violence and, pecs. and looking good. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, pr- pretty pretty book. Uh, get you really caught up quick with the story so then you can move on. You don't have to, you know, jump back nine or eight, nine, ten issues on Deathstroke to get to, to where they are currently. Um, the other one that I picked up and I fought myself, but I said I'm going to give it a shot. I picked up the Lobo number one annual <laughs> because, as we have discussed many a times, I am not, I, I, aesthetically, I'm not a fan of the character, but I said, you know what? Let, let, let's put Bygones. Let bygones be bygones. Maybe they're not gonna, you know, upset me too much. And I am going to say that I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with this book. Really? Yeah. Uh Colin Bunn uh wrote it. Uh Robertson Rocha and Guillermo or or did the art. Um it got me immediately because the book opens up where they're uh, he is well you can't really tell he's there but they're on Haramph. I don't know what the planet. I don't know any of these planets. It used to be simple like planet 42. But right. there's just these aliens and they're doing backstory about how the yellow lantern rings are are out in force because the green lantern core is nowhere to be found. So the yellow, the yellow lanterns are recruiting, if you will. And you're pretty much for a couple panels following this ring s- shooting through like space to find a person, and as it finds its person and does that little "Hey, Bob, you're worthy. You're getting this ring." A bullet goes through the ring and through the dude's head. Aww, so poor Bob. Bob, yeah. Well, I don't know if his name is Bob, but it doesn't really matter. Um, Lobo is following the rings to take out the yellow, the, <laughs> the possible candidates for yellow lanterns, and then collecting the rings. Because it, we find out that he is on a bounty for Sinestro. Someone put a bounty out on Sinestro, and he's hunting them down. He's hunting him down. But he can't, for some reason, he can't find him. So he's trying to draw him out. So he's, like, collecting rings and taking out his possible crew to hopefully get Sinestro to, to attack him. Um it's not working. His plan. He's got to switch gears a little bit, so he goes to like this fucking paradise planet, which just to get information, like it's you know just a side note. Hey, this is what you should do. And he talks to this Pascal guy, and he says, "Well, I have sort of an idea. We we know, you know, a couple of things about Sinestro that he really likes his, you know, the the people from his original home planet. So like, if you can." Get a couple of them. He'll he'll come to you to save them or to capture them or to, to do something with them. We're not really sure how altruistic he is, but he'll come to you. And and Lobo ends up on a, a prison planet where they have a couple of uh, the cougar cougar cougaragians, cougar, sinestro people, and Corgar, there you go, coregarians, Corgarians. Uh, they're they're imprisoned on this 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 prison planet that's not it's just being run by this really sick twisted dude with like 12 arms and shit and he said well he i don't want to say saves them because it's really not the right word but he gets them out of the prison and he spent oddly like there's this one guy he's like i'm not gonna let anybody you know put us under their heel anymore and i'm gonna defend my me and my people till the bitter end and lobo just like you're the one, and the next panel is Lobo's ship flying away with that dude in a spacesuit being towed behind him, literally like a fishing lure. <laughs> um, he, you know, they proceed. Yellow Lanterns show up. Um, fight, fight, fight. He ends up on Sinestro's makeshift home world now, and there is this confrontation between a couple of the main you know the the higher ups in in the Yellow Lanterns and Lobo and Lobo's holding his own I mean not doing too badly but then Sinestro shows up and there is a knockout drag out fight between the two of them and Lobo pulls out these these power siphoning devices so as opposed to tiring you know Sinestro out he Uses these devices to drain the ring, and then fight Sinestro. I guess sort of like powerlessly. It kinda, it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain because Sinestro like goes to defend himself, and he's like, "What you think? You know, my ring is the my only form of defense. I've trained with all these masters of Tai Chi, you know, Kung Fu, blah blah blah." And then all of a sudden, like. Lobo just attacks him like a, a a rabid dog. And they fight, fight, bloody, and then Sinestro goes, alright, you did well, hold on. And then he says, call off the bounty on... dot, 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 Lobo gets paid. <laughs> he's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and he's like, wait, you, 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 you're kind of dense, aren't you? I, I put the hit oh. out <laughs> on myself to see how you would handle yourself. And Lobo Slowly but surely, you can see that the light starting to turn on, and Sinestro's like, you know, there's a there's a couple of things that a, 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 a couple of people I need you to take out for me. And as he's discussing this, he's got a cluster of multicolored rings. So I my guess is Sinestro is hiring Lobo to go take out the other lantern people from the other lantern cores, which I think is going to be pretty damn interesting. The art in it, fantastic. It, it yet again one of the most violent books I've seen in a good long time. That was out of the big two. Um, the story kept me going, ran right through it. It was entertaining. I, I I feel bad that I kind of enjoyed it. I mean,
2: why do you feel bad? I I said a couple months ago, Lobo's not a bad book. This one, it's it's, it's not it, gimmicky.
1: No, it's not gimmicky, but it's not it's not my Lobo. That's, it's, it's like they could have picked a different, they could have made a new character. Why not? See, like that was my feelings. It was all right. It was good. I enjoyed it. You know, it was a good jumping on point for yet a new story arc that's going to show up for Lobo. So that's that. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, all right then. I'm still not going to read it out of sheer protest and stubbornness. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm still with you. Like should have been a new character. It's not Lobo, yeah. Because it, it, here, here's the thing: as good as a Lobo book might be, it's never going to run for longer than like twenty issues.
2: This one, I I don't know, man. We'll see, but this one's they're, not doing too bad.
1: I don't know what what are they at? Like they're going into I want to say ten, also, yeah. And they're starting what could be a hellacious arc. You know, if he's going after multiple, you know, lanterns, it it's but it's gonna you, be you a see crossover. My point. You, yeah, absolutely. You see my point
0: though. Like this this is not a thing that has stain power. I don't know, Dan. Right? It, I if if the immortal iron fist book that Fraction Brewbaker and Aja were doing uh, is no longer a thing, Lobo doesn't have much of a shot. In my opinion. So different company, but because I know, but because of that, make a new character.
2: Like I, I just I don't know. They tried that. They're done with making new characters right now. They tried that with Talon, and Talon, they ended up fucking up. Yes, they did.
0: Yeah. Yes, they did. Because they took it away from Snyder. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. The annuals thing is always weird. Like I. I'm glad that annuals seem to be getting back to what they used to be of just a longer story as opposed to like, no, this is just part of the book now, and you have to buy this. Well, it,
1: it, it Annuals used to be where it was a continuation of a story or a ridiculously stupid standalone issue right? that had nothing to do with nothing. Spider-Man was really good at those. The Amazing Spider-Man, like... They, his annuals were day-in-the-life type of shit, which had nothing to do with the, the, the story that was running. I hated it, those annuals.
0: Except the one, uh, what what was the one that they did? It was like the Web Warriors or some shit like that, <laughs> and it was, oh, I was like Spider-Man and Night Thrasher
1: and... <laughs> yeah, but you're talking like early 90s, right?
0: <laughs> I know. It was so good, though. Night Thrasher was such a badass character. Anyway...
1: Yeah, no, it's good to see that uh, every once in a while an annual could come out that's worth reading, not just... Right, that's just a good story. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's nice to see. But, all right, well, Dean, I believe you have some information about our social links and other such nonsense.
1: Before we pop into that, can I just say my thank yous? Oh, I mean, really, Garden State Comic Fest last weekend, right? Yeah, it's all kind of blurry now. I really do appreciate you guys coming out, spending the time with me and and my group. I'm talking to both you two specifically, plus the the, the crew from from Geek Aid is all 412 of us that were there at the table and and the booths and and whatnot. But a really big thank you to anybody that came to the show. It was a phenomenal success. We could not have been happier with the way things turned out. I mean, really, 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 truly, we thank you so, so very, very much. Um, and I think I may get a, like, a two-week respite, and it's going to start all over again.
0: That's right. Join us at uh, Garden State Comic Fest 2016. Paper hunts, August, we'll be uh, back, bitches. Uh, <laughs> what would what it would be, July? Chris is not invited. 26th. <laughs>
1: So, no. <laughs> uh wait wait so it's it's July 26th and 27th uh, next year? Is uh, listen, we're still sixteen. I we're we're still laying out dates cuz there's a lot of things to to play out because the con schedule for next year that's already been released is wonkier than mm-hmm. this year. Uh so there's only so many Times, but me and the group we're gonna get, we'll be getting together and figuring all that stuff out. And of course, check us out, Garden State Comic Fest, and on our, our Facebook page by the same title. Um, all information and all news and all thank yous and photos. I mean, the amount of photos that have shown up on social media—it's—it's stunning. Like one guy alone put up like five hundred and seven pictures, and that's a lot. It, it was good for that guy. <laughs> it, it's it's. It was truly, truly, truly an honor to, to to be a part of that event, and yet again, thank you everyone that attended. It's
0: all right. Next year we got to make it bigger. We got to move it over to Giant Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey.
1: Hey, we still we st- we could still triple in size in that location. I don't really want to pick up a move, so we have another two hockey rinks that we could take over before we start moving to Giant Stadium. That's outside. That's so much shit you got to pay attention to. Yeah, that's that's true.
2: <laughs> I'd like our podcast right. to take place next year inside one of the hockey rings. I want the entire hockey ring. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, when we can get more than fourteen people to sit in the room, you got it. <laughs> hey, there were twenty. I counted uh, you, yes, but you also counted Eddie, <laughs> the dude <from> no, <laughs> ring the bell. No, I didn't. no. <laughs> So yeah, that's was a good time. So. That's that's my thank yous.
0: No, thank you. You know, couldn't have done it without you and all that.
1: Is <laughs> all about blah the blah, the blah. <laughs>
0: Dean where can they find us on social media
2: uh, wow you can find us in a lot of places you can find us on Facebook Twitter Twitch YouTube uh, Tumblr Instagram and of course on our website where you can find our show notes to the show that you're listening to right now which will have all those listed below you can also find all the comics that we were talking about and lastly, you can find, I guess, those pictures that I uh, took, and uh, they'll be listed <laughs> in the show notes as well, because they're something. Weren't they, guys? They were something? They were something. Well, I'm glad you guys think so. And uh, yeah, check out the show notes. Uh, I'll also have a link to our email, so you can shoot us an email about anything. And remember to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us, Downcast, doesn't matter. Uh, any Anywhere, if you download it on your phone, you just... Hover over our page, give us a nice five-star rating, give us a nice little comment, say hi, and if you really want to say something personal, shoot us an email. We'll uh, always be happy to respond. That is mail at geekade.com. Uh, do I really need to spell it? It's mail at geekade.com. It's literally mail at our website.com. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's good. That's good.
1: I was going to be right. a dick, but I stopped myself. I'm really trying to turn over a new leaf because it's, there's That's a couple good. of ways to spell male. There's a couple of ways to spell geekade. <laughs> I don't want to confuse anybody.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. You can follow Evan at New Leaf. You can follow Dean at Kimono Vestlord. And you can follow me at GeekadeDan Dan on Twitter. We can talk about wrestling and beer, and it's a good time. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll have a bunch more stuff to talk about. That's going to do it for this week. So, for Evan Goldstein, Dean DeFalco, and Dan Ryan, I'm Dan Ryan.
1: Lemon face, lion face, <laughs> lemon
0: face. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. You don't have one, Dean? All right. That's fine.
2: <sighs> Balls. <laughs> <laughs>